When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, Live Nation, it's Friday. Thanks for tuning to it. It's great to be with you. Appreciate you joining us. Loosey-goosey edition of the program. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. There's Director Matthew. I'm emboldened by this, the last hour of talk for the week, uh, just to get my voice back to working order. I am also excited. Uh, Good practice today for Florida State and the scrimmage tomorrow night. Looking forward to hearing who emerges there? Knock on wood, this is the time of year where obviously I, I, I'm i like every other football fan watching his NFL team practice and his college team practice saying, all right, guys, let's just get through this. Let's just get through this. Mike Evans leaves practice today for the Bucks with a tweaked hamstring because, of course, because, of course, he did. He probably landed on the ground hard. <laughs> Have you ever told, uh, folks, the theory you have on – Mike Evans, the athlete, and how interesting it is that a guy that big, that strong, consistently great, that fast, somehow never learned how to land properly. I think the (laughs) constant of gravity does not apply to him. It goes an extra 20%. Because the way he falls is the most violent. You know, he needs to go find professional wrestlers who know how to land and hit the mat. Professional wrestlers are more his size. You know, he's dealing with people who are of of his size. Yeah. Here's how you hit a surface, dude. Now imagine, because it's painful in the wrestling ring, but now imagine you've got grass underneath you, Mike. You don't always have to be hurt. I do this all the time with my kids uh, when we're we're playing outside, like we're playing football against each other and having fun or something, and one of them falls violently. I'm like, find your inner athlete. Jesus, you look like a moron falling here I mean, get, get a hand up i mean what are, we, what are we doing the most scary impressive thing i ever saw <laughs> and it's hilarious when i was a little kid my dad was fixing the net on our basketball hoop and two wasps came up from behind no, the backboard no right in his no! face they were coming That's after the worst him. feeling in the world he, that moment of recognition well he went off the ladder he went and he, and you know he fell off the Asses ladder in the jackpot those his wasps are coming. In, yes but then he kind of did a twirl Landed and got, did got a shoulder down, a got somersault a little, yeah. on the concrete, <laughs> and he was up. It was the most athletic thing I had seen at that point in my life, and I should have known he was in the hundred and first, so you know he had a lapel out of a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, "How did you do it?" He goes, 
Many years of training, son. Yeah. Many years of training. I would have just told you I'm an athlete. My kids get so pissed about that when I do it. I'm like, I'm an athlete. Don't worry about that. But I'm not going to fall hard because I know how to fall. Perhaps he should go talk to Mike Evans. I mean, he works in downtown Tampa. Yeah, he could drive over, over there and show Mike who is an elite athlete. <laughs> also, Preston had a good comment. He said that Mike Evans has some MJ Walker in him. I, I agree. He I does. Mean, I, I think he does, too. Yeah, but now the problem is he, it, two competing things can be true as well. Those aren't all fake injuries. He has oh, some MJ Oh, he plays Wa- through. Yeah. yeah, he has MJ Walker in him. Where he lands, he comes out for a series, you're like, oh, no, we're in trouble. And then, yeah, here he comes. Next thing you know, he's fine. So, yes, I roll my eyes, but he has had his entire career issues with the hamstring. So it's kind of like the hamstring's real. And I know from having a hamstring pull one time in my life, and it's still omnipresent. It angers me to no end. Still think about it. All the time because you feel it. It talks to you. When I'm playing, if I'm playing hard, if I'm running hard, if I decide to get after it, dude. It's a push pace day, that OTF. It, yeah, I'm, I'm getting after it. I'm running hard, all outs, right? 45 seconds, a minute, something like that. Sometimes it'll be like, hey, man, I'm still here. It's like tightening it up just underneath the butt cheek. It's like, hey, buddy, I'm right here. Keep pushing and see what happens. That's a great out-of-context video clip. Go ahead and grab that. It's just like, I got you. You feel that there? Tighten it up. Go ahead. Keep running hard. Go ahead, big man. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. My hamstring's like, we're about to call this a day. And that's where Dalvin Cook going 22 miles an hour would just pull up in midair and skid to the ground. The, uh, The Bitcoin and the butts are all over the chat today. What is going on? That is nuts. Um, so I, I would I would just note that, uh, yeah, you do need to know how to fall, and your theory on him, it's not quite Bamani Jones' theory on Stevie Wonder, but it is it is a great one. <laughs> well, this one's absolutely verifiable and true, first of all. <laughs> Bomani's is a theory. This is a fact. He always lands on his hip, too. Mike Evans might not be with us long after his 50s. Oh, come on, man. Oh, no. He may be wheelchair-bound. You get mad at me. Talking about Mac Brown, 105 well, years old, 200 pounds overweight and bright red. You're saying he's as good as dead. I'm saying that Mike might not be around if he doesn't learn how to fall because he'll break his hip. <laughs> he'll break his hip at 50. He'll play in an old-timers game, People. and he'll, you know, somebody will trip his feet, and then that there goes his hip. Um, I'm going to tell you, as far as breaking hips and dying, it used to be a sure thing you were dead if you broke your hip. And you're past a certain age. That is no longer true. They've come a long way. Medical science has come a long way. I was one of the guys 15 years ago on the air. If I read about an older member of, say, the coaching profession or broadcast profession, or because you'd read about it, you'd be like, oh, 78 year old or 82 year old so and so fell, you'd go, oh, that's it. That's the end of it. But not anymore, man. Not anymore. You're good. Hey, there's my man Corey Clark. Let's bring him in. Let's bring him in early. Yeah, let's talk to him. Let's talk to him. He's. Uh, I'm going to awkwardly in from Atlanta. I'm just going to let you know because we switched uh, some things around in the back end of our uh, streaming software. Yeah. So I'm going to awkwardly just be sitting here. Usually we have well, a you logo can, you up. Can look at there's two very good yeah. looking men yeah, right absolutely. above you there. So hey, now that's just, the phrasing is weird. Once again, yeah. but yeah, you're just going to see me kind of lingering and reacting to the interview. So okay. sorry about that. That's fine. 
Well, let's get him up. Right. We got him up? Right. Corey, we you will, there? We will in just a moment. Let me uh, make oh, sure. Oh, we we've got any. issues here. That's all right. Everything's okay. We should be fine now. Talk to me, Corey. Corey Clark is talking. Can you hear Corey Clark talk? <laughs> nice. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. And for those that don't know Corey Clark, he is on a show called Wake Up War Chant. Right. Mm-hmm. He's Wildly lost, popular. He's lost 28 pounds. Close. Uh, 25, 26, yeah. 38, 40 pounds in the last yep. month and a half or so. Uh, does not drink water without Mio. Boom! There it is. Does not. Right there. Got a full bottle. And recently had his gallbladder taken out. Also writes for warchant.com. That's another thing. And also got another little piece of uh, maybe cancer removed from my nose. We don't know if it's cancer, though, right? We don't. We have not heard back yet officially. So So, hopefully it is not. So there's your update. Uh, I hate long walks on the beach. Always have. I think beaches suck, honestly, unless you're at night. And uh, I've been dating Stephanie for over five years. So there you go. There's my It's over five years? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I, I, I do and I don't. But, you know, uh, you're wrong about the beach, but I hope that's not cancer, man. I didn't know that. Well, that the you last were... one was cancer, but it was the it was the cancer you can live with. They just cut out. So hopefully it's the same thing with this one. Christy had that done on the side of her face today. Getting old is the best. Damn it, man. I've got an appointment one week from today. I'm nervous. Uh, hey, you should be. We're getting old. Who knows what they're going to find? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what have you liked most so far? We've got a scrimmage tomorrow. We can't go to it. Um, what is it uh, What is it you've liked best? What is it you've liked least? Corey Clark's opinion of camp before the first scrimmage tomorrow night. Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I think just relative to what the position has been uh, for so long around here, linebacker. Ah, there you go. I think linebacker. Offensive line, I, I, I still can't foresee them being a good unit. I, I foresee them being much better than they've been. But would you classify it as like one of the best in the ACC? I don't know. Um, I think maybe if the linebackers stay healthy and Deloach takes the step that I think he's going to take, along with having someone like Bethune in there who just makes these instinctual plays, uh, especially in the running game that you – well, I shouldn't even say in the running game because he's he's broken up some passes too. He just – he understands the sport. He's a linebacker. And if you know – if you've watched enough football, you know what that means. He just makes plays. He's around the ball. If Deloach keeps progressing like he did last season, I don't know, Jeff. Do you have one of the better starting linebacker duos in the conference, at least? I think you got a good one, Corey, and we couldn't say that for a very long time. I'll answer the first part of uh, you know your rhetorical there, which is to tell you, no, this is not one of the best offensive lines in the ACC, but better relative to what it's been. A much, lot better, I think. Well, okay, relative to what it's been, I'm going to go with much better. Yeah. Good? No, I can't get you. I can't get you to good, but I can get you to much better than last year because I actually think they're going to continue to improve as camp goes along. Because some other kids are emerging. You know how big, uh, how high I am on Estes, and he continues to play well. And I don't know. I look at that. And I don't sit here and say, "Well, that means he's going to start." No, I mean that if he has to play, they're not going to fall off a cliff. And you know what yeah. I know when guys went down to injury or missed a series or a half or a game. You were pretty well screwed if any of the starters had to go out last year. I don't think that's the case this year. Yeah, and two years ago, you had, what, three freshmen starting? Like yeah. the majority, like Robert Scott was thrown in and, and started a lot of games. Darius Washington started a lot of games and as freshmen. Uh, that probably won't happen this year, even though I think these freshmen are more talented than, obviously, than Robert Scott and Darius Washington were two years ago. They're more ready, I guess. And I, I bring that up because uh, – 
I don't know if you had a chance to watch Fabian Lovett's interview yesterday, but I would I would strongly encourage everyone watching this. After this is done, of course, don't stop watching JCS. I mean, were you crazy? But after that's over at 3, 302, go click on the Fabian Lovett interview on the Warchant TV site and go to the end. Because he started. I asked him, like, who, had, who among the young linemen had stood out? And I threw Bryson Estes out there, knowing he had competed against him a lot. He, he avoided that one altogether and went straight to Julian Armella and said, that guy is different. He goes, that guy, he's fit in right away with his physicality. He loves him as a player. He loves him as a uh, as a, his potential. And you just, I've done this long enough to know that defensive linemen aren't always about giving roses to offensive linemen on their own team, especially the guys they compete against. But Fabian Lovett went out of his way to say, this guy's going to be a real player. And he was really impressed with him. Like, it was unsolicited. I didn't ask him, hey, what do you think about Julian Armella? I just asked him about offensive, younger offensive linemen in general, and he went right to that guy and said that he thinks he's, he's going to be a really good player, and he's really, really impressed with how he's fit in. And that says a lot coming from a guy that's been playing football now for, at this level, four or five years. So that was really encouraging because I think we've seen it too, Jeff, a little bit. Armella's got a little, as the kids like to say, a little dog in him. Yeah, he's got a little dog in him. He's nasty. I yeah. mean, he does not mind getting physical with Jared Burse off the edge. He is not afraid, and he does not back down. And that's something this offensive line is needed for eons. And he and maybe some of these other young guys will bring that. Yeah, they have... And this is a thing. Offensive line, to answer somebody in the chat, takes time. Look, they are well coached. Very well coached. But they're trying to bring in a better caliber of player to coach up and not just try to make something work with what they have. They're trying to get better. The quality of the dough, as I like to say. You know, they're, they're doing a better job of getting those kinds of players in here over the last two years. So now what you'll see because Atkins is a good coach and because he's very, very good at both motivation and also teaching, you're going to see this group be a strength of the team. I think going into next year and the year after, they'll be a strength of the team. I just don't think that they're quite there yet, but I do believe they're well ahead of where they were the last two years. There's no doubt about that. And as far as Armella goes, good good point to bring that up because Fabian Lovett is as good as there is on this defensive line and is as good as there is on the defensive line in the ACC, yeah. not not just for like, he's a star, so his words mean something. He's also, uh, would you say he's? I, I think he's my favorite player to watch because of his zeal for the game. Like that guy is fun. He's also gigantic and dominating, but he's he loves to play. He sets a good example. I know that's cheesy, but man, that guy loves to practice. There's not too many guys that big who work every rep that hard and then seem like they're just having fun, like they're a kid. Yeah, and you hope that uh, by osmosis, the guys behind him pick up on that, and he can, you know, when he he won't be here next year, but maybe these guys can keep practicing like Fabian Lovett practices. And going back to the offensive line and linebacker, really, you know, you hear about somebody like Julian Armella, and it's like, okay, he's probably not going to play a lot this year. You wouldn't think, but what does that do just for the room, the competition, not just in the room, like you know, Robert Scott or people like that will be pushed. Like, there are guys coming. Bryson Estes will push somebody, and they can't just show up and play, you know, poorly on a Saturday and think they're they're an automatic sl slated to start the next week. There's real competition now, which, again, iron sharpens iron, my man. <laughs> it's just what it does. And they, I think they have that going at offensive line. I think they have that going at linebacker. I think, really, they have it going at virtually every position, which, again, was not the case a year ago, two years ago. Some of these players knew even if they played horribly. If they play like ass, as Jeff Cameron likes to say, they were still going to play the next week. I don't know if there's anybody on this team now 
that if they play poorly one or two weeks in a row, they're not being pushed by someone uh, of a pretty decent caliber to, to take their job. I said to Tom earlier that the number one thing I get excited about with this camp from the previous year, the year before, is is something to akin to what you're talking about right now, which is the fact that you can look at entire segment groups and say, that's an above-average group, or at least above-average in the ACC. That's a group that isn't going to get bullied. There's a group that can win you some games. Not all of them. You can't say sure. it about every group. There are some weaknesses. This team is not a national championship contender. I don't think they're a contender to win the ACC. But, man, we couldn't say that. I'm not sure we could say that about a single group, segment group, Corey, uh, two years ago. I don't think we could have. I, I'm not, we well, would have we been, did because we said the defensive line two years ago. Well, but and and that we ended was up, an abject horror show well, two years right. ago. And we ended up seeing a couple of reasons why. But the point would be, yeah, so we were wrong. But there wasn't – I mean, and you had to pick one area and say it was a strength, and that was the yeah. area we picked, and it was logical to do so. A couple guys had – devastatingly bad years but i would but i would suggest now that you could with a straight face and not not have to throw out any caveats say that the defensive line is really good the interior of the defensive line is really good the interior i think uh especially those two starters you know i the the edge is still a question mark a big one um they made plays briggs briggs i thought it had his best practice on thursday he was all over the football which is good to see he's only gonna get stronger yeah, and they think he's going to be special. They've said it multiple times that he's a special player. Burst is just his own unique person. Um, I, I'm really interested to see how he does in actual games with more than 800 people in the stands. And then, uh, you know, I, I, the backups, I still worry about the backups really across the front. I think they're better. Jared Jackson can be a player, but on the edge, there's not, a, you know, McClendon, I guess, or Briggs, one of them will be a backup, and then I, Peyton will be the other. You just got to develop some depth. But, yeah, man, I think the interior of the defense is good all across the board. If you just go up the middle, those two tackles are good football players. I think those two linebackers are good football players. And I think, again, you might have one of the best safety duos in the conference. I think up the middle, for the first time in a long time, I think you're really strong. And Jamie Robinson's one of the best defensive players in the conference. Um, maybe Tatum Bethune is, too. Akeem Dent looks like a different guy than he did a year and a half ago. So you feel good about that. I think you asked me at the beginning – what I maybe am still not feeling great about, and it's, you know, I'm not putting it on any one player or group. It's just the passing game. Um, it's only eight days, and they've had some moments, but the passing game still leaves you wanting for a variety of reasons. Sometimes the throws aren't on time, they're not accurate, and sometimes the balls are being batted down like the receivers or DBs. That's something I really want to see pick up in the next two or three weeks. Yeah, and I've concluded that it's not going to be the strength of the team. So they'll play to running the football, and they should because that's where they're But you can't person. be awful at it. Last year they were awful at it. Yeah. I, I don't know what they averaged passing. I think it was like 180 yards a yeah. game or some yeah. nonsense, especially when Jordan played. You can't do that in 2022. You can't throw for less than 200 yards of offense and be a, a good offense. You can win some games. You can't be a good offense. They have to figure out a way to get some balance. You figure they're going to try to run for 200, especially if their quarterback's running for 60 or 70. But you've got to throw for 200, too. You've got to be get some balance there and get some real – and have a little bit of precision passing game where it's not always just big plays, and then if it's third and eight, you might as well punt. We're in agreement, brother. He's Corey Clark, Wake Up War Chant, lead writer for Warchant.com. Got your Mio? I got my meat, man. I tell you what, man. Well, I never enjoy. I love drinking water now, Jeff. I love it. And tell Tom, uh, I know he can't talk right now, but it's cool that the Mets are using their closer for two innings. 
in a game in August. What's the matter with you guys, you big babies? You Take scared? that as a compliment. I know. He's awesome, too. Go screw yourself. Bye, Corey. Have a good weekend, brother. 305, man. There it is. <laughs> uh, what was the final last night? 6-4. Uh, like a good set in tennis. What time do you? What time's first pitch tonight? Seven ten. Taiwan Walker against one of their bums. So hopefully we can win that one. Oh, it's one of their bums. Yep. They don't have very many in that rotation. So whichever one their bum is. These days their bum might be Charlie Morton. I like he's a professional. He works hard. Mio sharpens Corey. <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com I think it's a fair summary of what we've seen up to this point is that there are areas that have to get better. There are areas that uh, you feel are the strength of the team. That's good. I, there have been times uh, in the last few years where I've kind of walked out of there and I thought, how do I present this on the air? Because I didn't like anything that I saw. That's not true now. There are, you know, there are a lot of things that I like now. I, I, it's, you know, the effort I talk about all the time and I want to get it right. It's a hard thing to do. The effort to try to express and provide context for our listeners and readers and uh, viewers on YouTube uh, about how much better the team is, how the floor has been raised, while balancing that with letting you know that just because they're a lot better in a lot of areas doesn't mean that they're a complete finished product or that they don't have weaknesses trying to find that balance is pretty difficult so offensive line is a good example i see the argument in the chat armella is really good for a freshman shouldn't start is not ready to start has gotten absolutely bowled over by bigger players several times in practice i mean pancaked which is something that you would expect from a freshman because he's going against men. Freshman, and he's had good reps where he's gone against high-profile ends. Correct, and it more takes, than handled his own. Takes time. He's yeah. a big, yeah. strong kid with a great frame, who has. When you step up to this level of football, especially at that position, more than any other. Now, I would not maybe argue about starting a true freshman at corner. In fact. I may begin to lobby to do just that because Ezra Thomas seems ready to me. You've already kind of done that. Right. Yeah. 
that is a different position. That is, that is, can you, can you sink your hips, turn, flip and go? Can you do those things? Do you have instincts? He has the speed, the length and technique wise, he's really come in and, and, and I think profiled very nicely. Offensive line, you play freshman when you don't have other options. Like say you're devoid of talent and a kid comes in and he's got good feet and good bend. He's not as big as you'd like him. He's not as strong as you'd like him, but he is infinitely more talented than any other option on your roster. Then you might feel compelled to play a kid like that. We've had to do that because what they inherited on the offensive line was a nightmare. And offensive line, you have to throw numbers at the problem because big-bodied kids get hurt a lot. And this group has had a lot of injuries in the past. You think of somebody like Schrader. You know, there's a guy that they were high on. Well, he's had to recover now from a pretty devastating injury. Now, he, he looks better. He's gotten bigger. But he's not as strong as he needs to be because when you miss a year and all you can do is rehab, you're not progressing. You're just getting back to where you were before the injury. So... That's the problem. We've had guys have back issues. We've had other guys have ankle issues. We had a, I'm not saying who, but everybody knows this, right? So if you're rehabbing, then you're not moving forward. You're just getting back to what you were before the injury. What they've had to do is get those guys bigger and stronger, teach them, but also get a better caliber of player to say yes. And they've done that. I mean, I you know, listen, there's a couple guys on this roster as freshmen on the offensive line that look very different than their counterparts did when they got here. Very different. Meaning their timetable to play might indeed be accelerated, but you don't want to thrust them out there as true freshmen because you're going against grown-ass men. If you think about NC State's defensive line or you think about LSU's defensive line, you can look at a number of other veteran clubs, Clemson and others. These are guys that have been in the system for three and four, sometimes five years, that have been... Obviously, you go from from being a kid to a man, put on that man weight, get some of that strength, but you've also been in the program, meaning you've been now lifting the way that elite college athletes lift as opposed to high school, eating properly with advanced nutritionists and all uh, nutrition from those nutritionists and, and, and all the things you don't really have in high school. You know, all of that happens to where now, I mean, you know the difference, a 23-year-old man grabbing an 18-year-old kid, and they're both big, strong guys, but one's been lifting for four and five years in the system and eating properly and learning along the way, and the other's just big and strong, who dominated because he was big and strong in high school and might have some real upside, but that that's no competition. And we've been forced to play those guys time and again, and those guys have gotten hurt because of it. And when you get those guys hurt, I've said this, I'm a broken record, when you get those guys hurt, they're not just physically injured. Obviously, that is a big part of the problem because you have to you know, rehab and get back. But you're mentally broken too. It's tough. It's tough to recover from that. That's a violent position. The the line of scrimmage is a violent place to make a living. And, you know, so I, I just it's very different than when we talk about skill players. It's true to say that true freshmen start at receiver, true freshmen start at defensive back. You can have true freshmen start at running back. You can have, you can you can find those guys uh in bunches at places where they recruit at a high level. But you don't really see it too often. Well, uh, and places on the offensive defensive line where you recruit at a high level. I mean, also that's the creme de la creme across the sport. How many prospects come out of high school every year? And sure, there are going to be three on Alabama that are true freshmen that play, but that's three of how many that are coming out of yeah. all the high school ranks right. in total. And it doesn't matter what position you're playing. If it is corner or receiver or offensive line, it's about your technique 
because you're not automatically the biggest, fastest, or strongest player and or on the field anymore. So now it comes down to details. It, it's about your technique. Even a quarterback, a true freshman at quarterback. Look, A.J. Duffy was praised by Mike Norvell this week saying that he's as far along as anybody that young as anybody he's ever coached because they're throwing a ton at him. But the process sometimes very much looks like a freshman. He does stuff that you will never see him do when he's a junior or a redshirt sophomore because things move too fast. He's considering too much, so it's not slow enough for the talent and the instinct to take over because he's thinking his way through the reps. Yeah, and he's not preternaturally great. He's not somebody that you look at and go, well, that's transcendently good. Right. He's just a good, young college quarterback. Even if He's he, got to learn. Even if he was, he'd do the same things. He'd make ridiculous mistakes. Deshaun Watson, when he first got you know into games, and we were saying, why are you playing whatever his name was that, yeah. that started the game against us in 2014? Started against Oklahoma and kicked their ass in the Sugar Bowl, shockingly. Which yes. was crazy. Yeah, yeah. But because Deshaun would make the big mistake and he'd say, oh, my God. But it was still a net positive to play him. And that Dabo you could see that was was incredible. Yeah, you would have wanted to play him, yes. But as transcendent as that guy was, he'd make he'd make a play and you go, in what world would you ever make, make that, that decision? Yeah. So it happens across the board. Like Armella in certain reps will just wow you. And you go, oh, my God, you can't teach that. Well, I think, I think one of the reasons But then the next you. rep, you'll say, oh. Jesus, yeah. that should never happen to anybody. Well, you, you just say he got taught a lesson. I mean, yeah. there was a there was a play early on in camp. Um, you know, there's, and again, this is not mocking anybody. I mean, he's a freshman. It's freshman. This is yeah. what is supposed to happen. But he got absolutely brutalized. And one of the coaches who cracks me up said, welcome to college football. I mean, picked him up, helped him up, and said, welcome to college football. It was funny. It's a different game, man. That's a grown-ass man that just whooped your ass. That's it's going to happen. Right. And it's one thing to happen in practice against a, a veteran teammate and another to happen in Doak, you know, in front of 70,000 people and then it's on social media when you're talking about the confidence factor. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, they've been stuck here. They've been stuck here for some time, and digging your way out of that hole involves getting better players to say yes here. They've done that on the offensive line. Kids react to Atkins uh, more positively on our staff than any other coach. I mean, he is our best recruiter, it would seem, and – uh, I, I continue to to prop him up in that way for very good reason, and we should all celebrate that. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you can skip the stages. It doesn't mean that you can skip the process. Just because a guy's a good coach, just because a guy recruits well, doesn't mean you can suddenly just wave a magic wand and those guys that come in are there to start for you. It, it, it doesn't work that way. It's Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk Jeff Cameron Show on a Live Nations Friday. Feeling good. Hope you are, too. Thanks for joining us. I would, I would, I, you know, somebody asked me this the other day, and I failed to um, respond. And I, I like to share things with people that I'm either reading or listening to or watching. Uh, and a few of you have asked this at varying points. And I listened to something that was 24 minutes long the other day. And i got to give credit where credit's due, right after Bill Russell died. Go ahead. I was going to say, was it Mac Brown's opening statement no, for fall camp? I wasn't. No, this was not a chance to serve up another shot at Mac Brown. Uh, 
No, uh, in Bill Simmons' podcast, the Bill Simmons podcast, he had um, a 20, it's from the book of basketball 2.0, and it was way back when he originally wrote it, but there's, I, I've never listened to that book. I don't care about basketball enough to do that, um, but I love, I love basketball, but not in that way. That book is insanely long to talk about players from 1952. Anyhow, the point would be, he did this um, piece on Bill Russell, and it was called The Genius of Bill Russell from the Book of Basketball, and it's 24 minutes long, and it's freaking awesome. It is worth your time. 24 minutes. It is spot on. Best thing he's done that I've ever read that he's done. It was that good. That's interesting because I think he's overrated, but he's done a lot of good stuff. Well, and that, that piece specific to Bill Russell right after he died – he went back and revisited it and said, this is from a two, day, two days I spent with him in Seattle, and where he lived in Seattle, and, and everything that they talked about, everything they talked about from championships to coaching to the game overall to his time in ball, everything. But it's not that. It, that's not what he's replaying. He's playing the chapter he wrote in the book, and it is unreal, the 24 minutes. It, it's touching. It's really well done. Uh, and it also lends some great insight into the man. So, anyhow... I don't even, you know, technically I'm not in love with that podcast. I just wanted to read what he had to say. No, I'm not. I don't I don't think it's great. I did want to hear what he had to He's say. He's overrated. But I did want to hear what yeah. he had to say about Bill Russell. Um, because he is an expert on Boston sports. So I, I was like, okay, I'll give you that. Remember the spat he and Wilbon had? Like, Wilbon wouldn't work on the desk of the NBA well, they, halftime stuff because he's not a writer? Like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's a very weird culture. Somebody write a book about that, please. They did. The, the ESPN culture? Oh, well, this is its own world. Like, the desk for that. Because remember, there was an issue last year with Rachel Nichols and yeah. the things that went on behind the scenes yeah. with her and uh-huh. uh, Maria Taylor. And yeah. th- I, missed, something I about- missed Maria Taylor. I'll tell you that. She was fa- she was on last night, but she was fantastic. There was Yeah, well, NBC's going to feature her now. They, they have to. I mean, they Tafoya need to find left. more ways to work. Yeah. But that desk specifically is just like a, a mosquito magnet for ridiculous storylines and drama. For ego. Like Magic was supposed to be on the desk. He didn't show up for a couple of games. I mean, you could go on. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, by the way, I almost got through the whole show. Oh, I'll, I'll blame it on Magic Johnson. Here's the good news. Did you see how quick my brain told me? I mean, that was, I barely got the sentence out before mm-hmm. I said no. So it's getting closer and closer. That is there. It is, it's listening. Give it to Matt Millar. No. 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 Damn it. Had it. I will, I will tell you, since it's a loosey-goosey edition of the show, I may have, this is saying something. I've hit some big shots, Tom. I may have hit the best shot in basketball I've ever hit last night. Who's guarding you? Bryce. <laughs> Sorry. I yeah. just had to set that up. Yeah. You've played in games. I know. No, no. I don't mean it. I don't mean it as in the importance of the moment. Okay. I don't mean it as in, can you believe I got that shot off over the 6 7 guy in a 58 all tie with a minute to play? No, 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 no. This was, we were playing horse. And it was just a freak shot that you try to pull off one in a million times and it went in. And I wanted to, I wanted to leave. It was a spinny behind the backboard as I was uh, – I can't even describe it. It was so good. I wish you could have seen it. You'd be better as a human had you <laughs> oh, seen right, right. this shot. You <laughs> you would be like, I'm so glad. I saw that. 
underneath the basket on the other side, mm-hmm. regulation hoop, left hand, back to the basket, behind my head with some spin. There you go. Up high. Now the audience knows, the the audio only audience knows, you're reacting it. Yeah. Because you're away from the microphone. All the way, that, like, straight up with the perfect arc, wrong kind of spin because it's the left hand. Right. Mm -hmm. To keep it on plane. (laughs) Above the cylinder. Above the cylinder. Nothing but net. It It was insane. I'm mad that I'll never be able to do it again or that nobody saw it. (laughs) <laughs> but me and Bryce. That's it. I'm mad. I'm gonna I'll think about that shot on my deathbed. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's my capital city hard true shot. So on number three, I bladed it this is about a year and a, a year and a half ago. Bladed it the shot on three and the par three down the hill, tennis courts are in the distance. Mm-hmm. I thought it was gone out of bounds in the courts, but it wasn't. It was in the cement little walkway. Into I knew you loved this shot because you told me about it right after. Oh, you I, called me to tell I, me about I it. I had to. That's a phone call worthy shot. It is. I don't blame you. It's a great shot. So you would think, right, because you're in the walkway to the tennis courts and it hit a fence link. Yeah, you're to like, stop, I'm screwed. Yeah. Well, you can open the gate. So I open the gate so I don't have to take relief. And the ball is on hard true. I'm playing two sports at once right now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's dead. The pin's on the back. So gotta I'm short clip sided. Clean. Clip, clip. Gotta get some spin Almost on it. Almost hit a splash shot on the hard oh! true. To a couple of feet, I make par. That, sir, is a filthy shot that you, I won't be able to do again. No, but and you, the only downside to that shot is that you weren't playing for money. But it, was, it wasn't competition. It was playing oh, the ball down. Okay. It was an event. Yeah. Because if it had been for money. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But it was an event. I, you it, get it's a special kind of... No, no, I get it. It's it there's little, value to it. It's not... Yeah, no, no, no. It's not you and me on a Thursday night just having a good time out there. No, no, I got it. But I'm saying, had it been for money, you get the added satisfaction of seeing the anguish on your opponent's face for having been beaten by mm-hmm. a shot like that. Oh, I buried a 40-footer in my <laughs> uncle's faces for money. We were down one with two to play, and that sent into the 18th hole tied. Buried a 40-footer right in their faces. But I'm going to tell you something. The shot you hit off of uh, Hard True is much more uh, representative of excellence than a 40-foot putt. The 40-foot putt was luck. It was dead center the whole way. It's luck. The Hard True shot, that's skill, man. That, that's skill. It felt pretty good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it just made my Friday a lot better. We'll do probables in a minute. Let's go and come back and do that. You made me smile. That's good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Keeping with my record over the years and the frustration one feels, I will do this before probables, Tom. Uh, Yes, it is true. It has happened again. 
the T206 Honus Wagner card has long been viewed by collectors as the Mona Lisa of sports cards. Seems that on a regular basis, the T206 Wagner card is sold for a record amount. Well, that's what happened in August of last year when one sold at auction for $6.6 million, setting the record for the most expensive sports card of all time. Oh, Tommy, but that was last year. On Thursday, less than two weeks from the one-year anniversary of the 2021 sale, another newly found T206 sold for far more, breaking previous record. The new mark is $7.25 million, according to Golden Auctions, who announced it following a private sale. Wagner was a Hall of Fame shortstop for the beloved Pittsburgh Pirates, of course. Uh, His greatness as a player is not the primary reason for the T206 value, which was issued in 1909 by the American Tobacco Company. There are thought to only be 50, some say 60, copies of the card in existence, making it one of the rarest sports cards in the world. I've been in the business for a very long time and seen a lot of incredible trading cards and pieces of memorabilia, said Golden founder and executive chairman Ken Golden in a statement, but there's nothing on earth like the T206, at which point everybody yelled, Geek! There's a reason why no Wagner card is ever sold for less than it was previously purchased for. The card is sheer art. Listen to these people talk about this card. Unbelievable. It's folklore, I tell you. The T206 is one of the reasons I do what I do. And why serious collectors around the world love this hobby so much. For there may be another one out there we've yet to find. To be a part of history, facilitate this record-breaking sale, is truly an honor, said Golden. He thinks that his legacy is going to live forever because he peddled a T206. That's kind of sad. He probably unzipped. As they say, records are made to be broken. And it may not be long before this one is eclipsed. According to ESPN, an ultra-rare 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card is currently up for auction by Heritage Auctions. is expected to fetch a whopping $10 million. Now, that is rare for a Mantle, I will tell you that, just because Mantle was everywhere. There's a gazillion rookie cards signed and everything else. So I don't know what, what the deal is with this 52 card, but surely it will not surpass the famed T206, Tom. Here's a signed bottle of Jim Beam. It's a Mickey Mantle. (laughs) Cue it up. Let's do these probables, shall we? It's time for, how you say, with the pitching uh, probables? But once again, some bastard found a T206 Honus Wagner in an attic. Uncle Jerry left it sitting up there. Next thing you know, thanks, dead Jerry. I've got me the ticket. (laughs) Now I can live like you never did. Seven million dollars, you dumbass. You should have checked your attic. Marlins Cubs, 0-0 in the first. Edward Cabrera and Justin Steele. Buckos, Orioles. It's a battle between Cameron and Chappelle tonight. 7.05. You got a wager. Yeah, you did. I should have wagered something with Corey. You should have. Yeah. Uh, the great Mitch Keller going for the Buckos. Dean Creamer going for the Orioles. Not just screwing Mitch Keller. That's right. Going to get dominated. That's what's going to happen to you, Baltimore, at Camden Yards. Those fans are going to be forlorn. 
Nationals, Phillies, Josiah Gray, straight out of the Bible. Old Josiah makes the start tonight. Kyle Gibson going for the Phillies. Stroh's Guardians, Fromber Valdez. Hunter Gaddis. Rays, Tigers, Corey Kluber, Brian Garcia, Braves, Mets, Ian Anderson. There he is. Nine and six with a four nine nine. Tawan Walker, the much better pitcher this year for the Mets. Wow, he's having a year for you. He is. But, you know, it's baseball. It could flip on its head. You, you never know. You beat 11 to nothing. You don't know. Could happen. White Sox Rangers doing Cease Glen Otto. Hey, I'm Glen Otto. Welcome to Glen Otto. Red Sox Royals, Josh Winkowski and Zach Grinke. Blue Jays Twins, Jose Barrios, Tyler Mahal. Reds Brewers, Robert Duggar and Eric Lauer. Yankees Cardinals. Ooh, can't think of a worse matchup. I hate both those organizations. Nestor Cortez and Dakota Hudson. Nestor? Root for injuries to all the fans. Rockies D-backs, Herman Marquez and Madison Bumgarner. Padres Dodgers, Sean Manaya. I made myself laugh. Tony Gonsolin. And finally, Angels Mariners, Patrick Sandoval and Robbie Ray. Hey! That's a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Kind of food you're gonna eat tonight, Tommy? It's a Friday, buddy. We got a big game on deck at seven o'clock. Usually Friday is I go pick up Italian. Yeah, on the I way know home. that's your thing. You guys haven't yeah. wavered from that, have you? No, no. And we love the restaurant. And um, the, well, I'm not. I'm not attacking. I'm just no. saying. You, sometimes you, you know, you switch it up a little bit or something. Uh, well, every other night of the week is up for grabs, depending upon what's going on. But Friday is usually fixed. It's something we look forward to. And uh, the wife is now on the antipasta salad. She also yeah. feeling better. Yeah, going up and down the stairs now. It's good. There we go. Heart rate, though, is get, still get her, get alarmingly... Get out there going on a jog. Let's go. Let's go. She <laughs> is, according to her heart, just by going down the stairs. Yeah. I want to also, before we sign off on a Friday, it's always fun to kind of put a ribbon on things. Um, you know, I can't thank Ju Young Kim enough for the day that he had today at the Wyndham. Took him with my third pick. Shot a 64, tied for the lead. There you go, Ju Young. All right. I'm loving you, baby. I needed that. I think I'm going to out the other wife here. I think she's on the chat because Jumbo Rabs is definitely part of her order. So There you go. All right. Got to come go. up with a new uh, a new burner account, babe. <laughs> That's funny. Well, that is generic. There it is. Good food. Also, uh, I would note really quickly, what has happened to Justin Rose? Good God. My man out here throwing around 78s and 80s. You know, he's done everything but joint live, though. Well, that's because he's not an ass. The vast majority of the people that have joined live. I mean this, like, objectively speaking, you would agree with this. Like, yeah. not for the political reasons. Like, you and I just talking. Like, the people that have joined live, you're like, of course you did. Mm -hmm. You are the world's biggest a-hole. You should go join live. It makes a lot of sense. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. Okay.